Terrible noise, I know. Stigmata, calling of the just. The song is called Intro. All of still available. Oh, really? Uh, well, let's let it work its way out. Oh, I think it's the dryer. At the face. Always nothing. All right. How about that? Is that better? The fan on the computer is uh, is going like crazy. That guy, uh, the former listener. It's okay. How about what is there, how's the reception now? Because the only noise in the background here is Brian. So can you hear me? Can you hear me? Good. So uh, the guy who said that the listener who said that he was going to pony up and because he had made a, a bunch of jack and appreciated that the show was had something to do with that, with him realizing the true value of his artwork, he's going to buy me a new laptop. He didn't come to. I, I, I don't blame him. You know, sometimes I get these these flights of uh, these flights of mania where I, you know, like I said, it's not so much that I'm lying, but uh, you know, I just say stuff that doesn't come true. It sometimes happens. It used to happen more when I consumed a large amount of narcotics. But uh, those days are gone. So uh, now I, I, I under-promise and over-deliver versus over-promising and under-deliver. But you can hear me, so that's fine. So let's get the, let's get the uh, housekeeping out of the way. Pinko, P-I-N-K-O, 95014 at yahoo.com. And that's if you feel like donating, you can. You can do it the old-fashioned way through the mails like, uh, like Tommy Pound does, Tommy L.B., 
Um, um, or you can go to, to uh, patreon.com uh, slash the stomper or stomperville. I can never remember which. Uh, but this is show 130. I, I, the kid just went to sleep, so I'm not screaming. As usual, you know that the bumper music to start the show, as it has been since 2007, is Stigmata. The record is called uh, uh, Calling of the Just. I was going to dig up a copy here to show you all, because uh, I just saw a bunch when I was doing my chainsaw work. Uh, it's still available from Revelation Records, which is in Huntington Beach, California. Go online. You can buy it. Uh, Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer and shoot you to death in a nightclub. It's still available. Calling of the Just. Bob Riley sang the words that usually sing us in. I didn't get to sing in with him, which is, I'm taking a look. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. But, uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, 1.30 is the number of the show. You, you guys hear any good jokes lately? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're from Albany. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I signed them when they were like 17 years old. I thought, this is great. Who knew? Who, I mean, and, who, it was 1987, 88? Uh, flew him out here, and uh, no, I told him, I said, if you can get out here, I will pay for recording and I'll put your record out. And so their father was like, I feel kind of, you know, the father was like, you know, one of these guys, you know, he's like, I don't want to send my sons out there. I've told you this story before, you know, you know, you can't Donald Shalala with me on my own show, but he sends Brian, I guess the guys need to be put on blast again. Um, he was a former NFL player, sends him in Holloway, Ryan Holloway. <laughs> and he walks into my store. He's like, yeah, Bob Riley Sr. sent me. And I was like, how you doing, Brian? <laughs> you, you can't be running You can't be running muscle errands and you're a known personality. It's like being shaken down by Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> it's like, yo, Shaq, yeah, you know you owe this guy some money. You pay him what you owe him, I'll pay you what you owe him. Shaq, Fushnikins, come on. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, Stigmata signed. They flew out, recorded them, and uh, the singer even got lucky. Uh, he ended up he ended up having uh, some sexual healing with uh, uh, a guitar player from the band The Gutter Sluts. And then she called uh, him when he got back home. His girlfriend answered the phone, and you know the New York girls don't play that. She threatened to come out and kick her ass. Anyway, let's talk about, speaking of asses, uh, let's talk about Conor McRapist. You know, you know, you know who's scarce these days? Conor Nut Jumpers. That's why I titled the show as I did. I wanted to bring the Nut Jumpers. Do you know some of the Nut Jumpers actually threatened to beat my ass? And I was like, oh, uh, this is not even theoretical, man. Oxbow has played uh, uh, Waylands in Dublin, big club in Dublin. We played there before. We'll play there again. You guys are welcome. To, I'll put you on the guest list. If you think kicking my ass will improve Conor McRapis' outlook on life, then, then I'm willing to give it a try. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. What, what, do you think an ass, an ass kicking is going to get me to shut my mouth? <laughs> or, or you think an ass kicking would embarrass me? I got a whole book about being written about getting my ass kicked. So, what exactly do you think is going to happen 
And this is this is a question very specifically, not only for for Connor uh, nut jumpers, but recently, as luck would have it, for Gavin McInnes nut jumpers. What 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 exactly do you think is gonna? What will you achieve by beating my ass? Yeah, well, you talk about the Kinnahan crime family. If the Kinnahan crime family wants to murder me because it will stop him from anally raping people, then they're welcome to give it a try. If they want to murder me to stop me from talking about it, you got to know that that's bad mathematics. You will not achieve your end. And the first time I realized this was when some guy called me threatening my life because uh, he found some, some text on his girlfriend's phone that shouldn't have been there. What I didn't tell him is that she started it. I didn't put her on front street. I don't know. I didn't need to do that. What I said, and just like I said, I'll show up and you can punch me as many times as you think is necessary to improve the quality of your relationship. This is my version of turning the, uh, 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 this is my version of turning the other cheek. A friend of mine did that. A friend of mine was managing a band. The drummer of the band treated the guitar player, his girlfriend, like crap one night. My friend who was a manager said to the girlfriend, look, let me drive you home. He gets home. He's like, you know, you don't have to put up with this. You're way too good for this. As luck would have it, they ended up starting to have sex. The drummer who decided to continue his diatribe had, had, had decided to go to his girlfriend's house where he found his manager having sex with his girlfriend. And he goes, you're a piece of shit. You do it. And the manager of my friend was like, yeah. actually, all these people outside the women were my friends. And he's like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, you know, you're right. I said, I don't can't believe you. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I you a piece of shit. Yeah, okay. And he hit hit him once. Yeah, you know, I probably deserve that. He hit him for the second time. Yeah, you know, you but and then he spit on him. And then my friend was like, you know what? You crossed the line. You crossed the line. And then he turns around and beats the guy up. Now, the story that the rest of the world heard in Portland, I had sex with the guy's girlfriend. Not me. This is really, this is really not a me story. Sex with the guy's girlfriend gets caught and then beats the guy up. That's what, It was strong enough. It, it generated strong enough of a community response where dude had to leave Portland. Had to leave Portland. Strangely enough, a similar circumstance as to why he had to leave L.A. But none of the times he had sex with these women was he doing it to plunder the man. He wasn't sticking the horns like the Italians say to the man. He was doing it because he's, he, he, see, he saw himself as kind of a superhero. And fundamentally, these women were wrong, and he was riding to the rescue. That is not what's happening with, with neck rapists. I mean, the thing is, if you go back to Dirty Harry, <laughs> yeah. If we go back to Dirty Harry, and he says, well, you know, they had to let the guy go. You let the guy go. He's going to do it again. How do you know he's going to do it again? How do you know he's going to do it again? Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry goes, easy, because he likes it. That was my Clint Eastwood imitation. Because he likes it. Now, now those nut jumpers. Those nut jumpers who have been threatening my life, well, they haven't been threatening my life because if they threaten my life, though I, the Soviet Georgian thing of, you could say whatever you want to me, isn't that words are funny, right? I mean, most of us, if I say to you, you dirty piece of shit, 
you fucking shit here. You, 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 you're not worthy luck to lick my ass. I looked you in the eyes and said that to you. Even though you've done nothing to deserve it, many of you would get angry. I had, I had an unusual upbringing, and my mother was concerned about me and what Bukowski used to call the Great American Schoolyard. So uh, she decided to pre-pick on me to, to immunize me against the Great American Schoolyard, and it actually fundamentally worked. She goes, well, you know, my son's got a large forehead. So she's like, come over here, big head. You know, you got a big head, you know, and they kiss me and they hug me and stuff. So then I, I automatically associated these noticeable physical characteristics with either humor or, or you know, love, uh, loving uh, um, approval. Hey, loudmouth. <laughs> Loving approval. So consequently, when I hear words, generally when I hear words like designed to upset me, like if you watch a show long enough, you know the only thing that actually upsets me. And it's when you start to channel my father and do that stuff to me like Eugene. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you just... You of all people should know, and they're like, "Oh, it channels in." I go, "Oh, I should have realized it." But anything else, the threats don't—the threats. You don't put your hands on me, but if you threaten me now that I'm a father and I've got kids, I fundamentally have to—I fundamentally—I fundamentally have to take the threat seriously. So the nut jumpers have not actually threatened my life, but they—they threaten me with beatings, which will achieve nothing. It will achieve nothing. So um, I, I'm going to talk to these guys. And again, I'm a citizen of the universe. You know, the nut jumpers in in, in, in Brussels, uh, the American nut jumpers in Brussels uh, and Portugal. These are the cats that are like McGinnis guys, uh, as well as the Irish ones who are in, in Dublin. It's like, you got to realize, man, the problem is not me. The problem is your boy. That's who the problem is. I mean, any of us, any of us. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, I, 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 I have participated in, you know, on the, on the periphery or are heavily involved in, in very specific outlaw cultures, whether it's, you know, the guys in the Hells Angels, the Boston Irish Mafia, New York, through pieces I've written, you know, you know um, punk rock, hardcore, uh, MMA in the early days. Now, I've been in a band since 1980, doing music live since 1980, been on my own nickel. I'm not, you know, didn't get a, a, a dollar from the parents after uh, freshman year of college, gobbled whatever there was to gobble. And I, I can't, you could, you, could, you could do a Citizen Kane piece and interview a whole passel of people who knew me at my worst, and you wouldn't be able to scare up three. You wouldn't even be able to scare up two. You would not even be able to scare, well, there's one I wrote about it already for Ozzy, the girl who, whose father won a Nobel Prize. 
who I called for the article, Netty. That's not her real name. She said, you can write the story if you want. Use my real name. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to go ahead and sue. But like, I don't want the trouble. And when she was trying to impress some guy who worked it, was a writer, a wannabe writer for Saturday Night Live, she usually, usually sexually, he, he almost raped me last night. I said, well, but you know, I called her right away. What are you talking about? That's serious. And then when I wrote the piece again, I contacted her and she goes, oh man, I, I sucked back then. I, but I've been in analysis since then. So I know enough to know that I sucked back then. I'm sorry. Which I included in the piece. What, McRapist? Now, the nut jumper said, hey, Eugene, you, you don't know what happened. It wasn't proven. You don't know. You're jumping to conclusions. N never mind. I was one of the first people. I was talking about what happened at the end of 2018, the first case. <laughs> You're exactly right, Mr. Khan. <laughs> The first case, and people were like, you, you got a little premature, did you do your due diligence? And I, I had to go back to the untouchables, where Sean Connery said that he walks away from Kevin Costner. He goes, hey, how do you know I was a federal agent? He goes, who would say that he was but wasn't? Out of all the things that woman in Dublin could have said that happened that night, why would she say that one? Well, you know, some of the incel cats that used to, used to listen to the show but like, yeah, man, they, you know, people, people want money. They're, they're, you know, there's you know, scheming gold diggers out there and uh, other unkind things. And it's like, this is a lot to go through. A lot of public opprobrium to be talking about your anus in public. And then there was a second case. Similar circumstance. Consumables. Gobbling, huffing, attempt to uh, wrestle, wrestle mug a uh, 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 waitress into a car, a waiting car. Similar circumstance. Now we we're treated to we're treated to talk of you know I'm going to lead a workers' revolt. I want people to get paid what it's worth. Uh, here I, I propose finally to D. Devlin. And we're going to get married. Here's a picture of me and my fiance. And here's a picture of me on my yacht with my children. Do you ever notice? Did you look at those photos? Did you look at his face in those photos? Look at his face in those photos and, you t and look into his eyes and you tell me what you see. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. <laughs> Innocent to provide. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> right. Now, I, I tell you, like, okay, Oxbow Show, one show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gary Ridgway. Gary Ridgway, come on, man. Gary Ridgway, they used to joke at the factory. This is, a, you know, I, I got a file under in my, my large and file, which some, pisses some of you guys off, called Because He Was White. They called Gary Ridgway the Green, Green River Gary. They called him that. Don't don't give me, oh, you need to have nothing to do about race. They took a naked, handcuffed, and bleeding teenager in, to police and gave him back to Jeffrey Dahmer. A cop comes on 
uh, on uh, oh, who's the killer clown? Uh, he and I used to John Wayne Gacy. We used to we used to talk after he got arrested. He's digging a, a grave at four in the morning. A cop rolls up and says, "Hey, hey, John, get, getting caught up on your on your getting early planting." And John just stops. He's got a shovel. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thirty-two dead people under his house. That's how many it took. The neighbors were like, "Yeah, yeah, the place smelled." Dahmer's name. Yeah, the place smelled. Yeah, the place. <laughs> Ridgeway. So, uh, so, so you look at you look at dude's face, and and and, and this reminds me of a time when some uh, a, a German journalist uh, came to an Oxford show, and it was a crazy Oxford show. I mean, I don't want to go into what happened, but there was a lot. Of, it was on Insel the Jugend. This actually island of youth is what, it, um, and it was a castle in the show with multiple this castle with multiple floors. And it, was, it was crazy. The guy comes after in, in interviews, and he said, "I'm here to interview Oxford." I go, "Yeah, let me pull up, have a seat." And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait! I just saw the craziest thing in my life happen out there on stage, and you just told me to have a seat." I go, "Do you not want to sit down?" He goes, "No, that's that's not my point. My point is." I just saw you there, and now I see you. I said you're, you're having a trouble with the different facets of a personality. He's like, he, he's like, yeah. So that's fake, and this is, and I go, what you've misunderstood is that this, me asking you to sit down and being nice to you, that's fake. What happened on stage, a hundred percent real. I look in Connor's face in those photos. And I see a man who is trying to meet some sort of public relations agenda. I love I love my wife. Sometimes I put pictures up, sometimes I don't. I usually put pictures up when we're back from plays. Because I don't want my house robbed. We go to Jamaica, like we did uh, last in the last year. Put pictures up after we get back. But I don't need people all up in my business. I'm also not trying to achieve any PR objective. I'm not trying to sell myself as a nice guy. That's what one of the Gavin McInnes people did. He goes, I think you took a cheap shot at Gavin and Eugene, you of all people. And he didn't even know. He didn't even know that that was the button. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I started to feel bad. <laughs> my father invented it, and it works to this day. Nothing else will work. Now, you come at me like this, you get nothing but resistance, nothing else. But you just go, man, I, I just expected much more from you. <laughs> God, God, <laughs> I don't like screwing this up. Ah, so but 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 so he's got the picture with the with the fiance, and people are like, well, what is D? <laughs> what is D? What? What? You gotta know the things. It's a different world in Ireland. It's a different world in Ireland. Different, strong presence in the Catholic Church, and in a, a, a concretized culture um, that that favors. I mean, women have it rough. 
You know, that the conviction rate for, for sexual assault in Ireland is like 7%. And I guarantee you that doesn't mean 93% of those dudes who were accused were innocent. I don't, I, I don't, I can't fathom a guess. I loved Ireland. Loved it. Shocked. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're supposed to get the you're supposed to get the screenplay software, man. <laughs> or did I drop the ball on it? Uh, I may have. I can't remember now. The food is great, you know. British food is food in England back in the '90s was terrible, except for Indian food. Indian food was the best. But then every meal I had an island. It's great, absolutely great. The people are great. And the drinking, you forget it. A couple people on the planet, you're not going to out-drink. You're not going to out-drink Poles and Russians, and you're not going to out-drink the Irish. Forget about it. Forget. I'm telling you, just forget, don't even. Don't even. Don't even. You may think you're good. You're not that good. You're not that uh, I, Look, I'm, tell, I'm just telling you. So, so, so what, what is, I mean, you could, I could get drunk every day from now until the end of the year, and you're not going to get that kind of behavior out of me. I don't, at, at this point, at this point, and they, they asked the bald one to respond at the presser, and he says, look, you know, I've hung out. Lorenzo and Frank and I have hung out with the, the McRapist, and, you know, at, at first, oh, probably, right, Casey, yeah, probably. But if, if your drinking is interrupted by fighting, that's like exercising. That doesn't count. If you're exercising, you're not drinking. I'm talking about with your ass in the chair, consumables until until the sunlight comes out. I remember playing a show in Limerick and trying to keep up. And I was like, hey, man, this is after playing the show. Two or three in the morning, I'm out. Yes, that's true. Contraception and abortion, finally, 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 finally. And, of course, you know, Mary Robinson, we've never had a female head of state here in the U.S., so, you know, there, there's certain there's certain, certain kind of headway that they've made. But, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. They asked the Baldwin, he goes, you know, first time McNugget shows up, he shows up with the security squad that's crazy. Crazy large. You're like, what you kind of overkill? This is the Baldwin talking. You think it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. And he goes, but people are coming at him like, yeah. And I remember going back to an old David Letterman, and and, uh, and Letterman was talking to Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy was like, well, I've gone to the movies. Uh, movies. Where'd you go? He goes, I know, whatever. The Lyric Theater, fun. You know, Fifty Cent. Goes, oh, you just went to the movies. Eddie Murphy looks at him and goes, yeah, I go to the movies. You don't go to the movies? He goes, well, aren't you mobbed and swamped? He goes, hey, I wasn't wearing my glitter glove. I just went to the movies. New York, you do. I used to see Woody Allen, Tony Roberts, uh, Stockard Channing, uh, Karen Allen. These are the people I used to see on the sidewalk. Stockard Channing and Karen Allen. I said hello to them. They didn't say hello back. I cursed their careers. Haven't heard from them lately, have you? Woody Allen said hello, but, you know, he had his own problems. 
Mia Farrell said hello. And I remember at a certain point when uh, I met I met Henry Rollins when he came out his first tour with Black Flag, so in 1980. He was a just normal guy then. But then he went into this phase, like probably by the time 83 rolled around, where he was doing this kind of weird, like, you know, Charles Manson, Jesus Christ thing. And he would curl up in a fetal position. Now, I've done a lot. The longest tour I've done has been about uh, 10 weeks, I think. And you're, you're kind of out of your mind by the end of 10 weeks. Like out of your mind. What my out of my mind manifested itself by sitting in the van crying is he turned the fetal position at the, at the foot of the stage, and which was sort of an open invitation for people to spit on him and hit him and punch him in the nuts and so on. And that's never been, I've been more like the Bad Brains. The Bad Brains went to England for the first time in 1981, 82. And back then to show approval, people would spit at you. And so they started to spit at these four, four black cats from DC. And some spit hit, hit Daryl, took his bass off. And Daryl's a tall, big guy, he's like six foot four. Takes his bass off, gets off the stage and punches it. The biggest skinhead in the front row would spit on him in the face, knock him out cold. I'm back on stage, put his bass on, and play the rest of the show. Similarly, at the Underworld in Camden, some guy had been following us from show to show, trying to elicit, trying to figure out what's the real face? Where's his real face? And like I said, that photograph of him in the green shirt with me holding the mic stand like, like Zeus, he found out where the real face was. He threw a lit cigarette at me. How do you think that, that, that that's going to be... Say whatever you want, but you're an enemy of art if you do that kind of stuff. So I understand, like Eugene, you of all people should understand, and the, the Baldwin is talking about dude being swamped. He's encouraging this. He's encouraging, you know, I'm, I guarantee you nobody's bugging Randy Couture. I got, probably nobody's bugging John, Johnny Boney Joni. I know I, Floyd Mayweather has, has a security squad, but he's also got part of that action. Mike Tyson, I've seen Mike Tyson in Vegas. If you've been to Vegas, you've seen Mike Tyson in Vegas too, just kind of walking around. Oh, shit, there's Mike. It's a Nathaniel West, Day of the Locust situation. That's what we got going. But what Dana is trying to do is trying to status conferral. He's saying because it was this way when we hung out with McRapist, you have to assume that he's being mobbed by all variety of people, crazy or crazier. Well, spitting, spitting is a, it's, it's it's an assault, right? It's a breach of contract. Other than that, it's just theoretical. We're just talking. You dirty piece of shit. You garbage eating. These are just words. They don't bother me. After a certain period of time, as has been the occasion. Okay, that's all you got. Because I'm not now. I'm bored. Well, you know, you're insulting. You're insulting me is making me feel embarrassed for you. So I'm gonna go. And then the guy makes a tactical error, jumping in front of me, so I can't leave. And then I start like uh, Peter Laurie says in the rat in the Raven. First I get critical, and then I got cruel, because I know through a certain set, subset of words 
I can make this guy flip out and strike me. Yep. And once he strikes me, then, uh, then it's a teachable moment. I got to tell you, this strategy, I went through a period of time where I was getting my ass kicked constantly. Constantly. Up to and including what happened to my ear, which is why my ear is screwed up to this day. I, I often think about having surgery to fix it. Because I believe that the inability of this, the ear to drain correctly, the, the smallness of the hole from where they sewed the cartilage together, it causes water to pool in my ear, which probably generates some sort of bacteria that goes in my brain and makes me stranger than I ordinarily would be. I'm sure McRapis can't say that. So I have to say at a certain point that I think he encourages this. Why? The smoky environs. Why? Because it allows him to make manifest these desires. But you got to understand, like, like Clint Eastwood said, it's because he likes it. Once you get that wealthy, a friend of mine who's won a couple of Emmys said, it's funny, you, you get famous. Um, 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 what McRapist did, he got arrested again for sexual assault. So, uh, so something funny, if you don't know, that's what we're, we're, that's what we're, we're referencing. It's all over the news. TMZ picked it up. I mean, it was Dublin Papers. There was no Irish sports star. Conor McGregor arrested with a, a photograph of him. Arrested. Detained and released this time. I mean, I, 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 tweeted, I tweeted out some of the articles. You can check it out. So, I, I mean, uh, you know, you like, uh, my friend who won the Emmy said, you know, it's funny, Eugene. You win a few Emmy, get a little famous. Everybody wants to have sex with you. I said, hey, yeah, that's got to be rough. I don't really know what that's like. <laughs> my, my perception is that, uh, you know, I'm me, but I still had to work a lot, you know, be charming. It wasn't like people came up and said, hey, come up to my room. It wasn't that easy. So what happens? Let's look at this analytically without emotion. Uh, <laughs> well, let's let's look at it. I'll give you a sample of some headlines right now, um, because this is this is the beginning of the equivocation and 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 Conor kind of McGregor. It comes right up, um, and uh, and now they're calling it allegations, and that's not. Oh, he breaks his silence. Uh, this is what I got right there. Let's see it. Conor McGregor arrested. Arrested. That Daily Express in the UK, arrest. New York Post says detained. Um, so several, uh, let's see, who's several other MMA, USA Today says arrested. Um, so I, I feel safe saying arrested. I feel safe. And he's broken his silence, apparently, about his arrest after arrest, sexual assault, and exhibition. He 
he has spoken out. Let's see what he says. Attempted sexual assault and sexual sexual exhibition for an alleged incident in a bar. Now, if it was you or me, we would say, you know what, man, this is the action here. This, the, the, this it's not worth it. I could drink in my hotel room, have my friends come up. I don't need to be in a bar and get a lot of strange. Lot, I mean, if you believe in the Baldwin's narrative, I don't need to be in the bar to get a lot of strange thrown at me. Uh, so he was questioned while in uh, uh, police custody on the French island of Corsica. And let me tell you, despite the Cheech and Chong movie, the Corsican brothers, Corsica is no joke. I was good friends with a woman whose father was in the, Cor the Corsican mafia and ran afoul and had to leave. No joke. Corsica is no joke. Uh, <laughs> he was preparing for a 180-kilometer voyage to raise awareness for water safety. This is part of his PR campaign. He's there to raise awareness for water safety. He was due to get the event underway today, but had to pull out because of the complaint made against him. <laughs> uh, he firmly, vigorously denies any wrongdoing. Conor McGregor vigorously denies any accusation of misconduct. He has been interviewed and released. Uh, a statement from the prosecutor's office says, following a complaint filed on September 10th, in which events that could be classified as attempted sexual assault and sexual exhibition were denounced, Mr. Conor Anthony McGregor, McRapist, McAnal, was the subject of a hearing by the Gendarmerie Services in custody police. It is the third time the 32-year-old has called time on his MMA career, and there are rumors he could return. And that's... Uh, um, Javier Mendez. If I'm the UFC and I'm the president, I'm not going to be able to let that fight off the table, especially if Conor wants to fight and Khabib is still a champion then you can make that fight. Yeah, well, you know, they, they segue into fight chatter. So the word is uh, uh, arrest, arrest. And I, so now I feel comfortable. You, but <laughs> it's this important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, think about your own life. Yeah, I know it's crazy when you're famous. Uh, yeah, but... I mean, have you ever done anything stupid, stupid enough to bring you into close contact with, um, with, with, uh, <laughs> uh, with, yeah, maybe he's addicted to getting caught. Maybe that's what it is because he could have as much strange sex as he wants without complication, right? And maybe it's not even that the, the sexual assault thing that he likes, he just likes getting caught. Like a friend of mine who was all into AA and NA and SA, he was like, uh, he was like, man, you know, I, I think most of the people there are are addicted to guilt, not the drugs, not the sex, not not the alcohol, guilt. They have a drink, thirteen years down at two, and the, the guilt is mmm, delicious. Nah, this is a bad boy. This is just, I mean, most of us, I, you know. Um, yeah, like like Ron, Ron, you know what happened with Ron Jeremy? Uh, and I, I hung out with Ron Jeremy at the 20th anniversary. He's he was with Lethal Weapons, 
L-E-T-H-A. You can look her up. Not at work, if you're at work. Not safe for work. And, uh, and I watched him. Now, there was a time, he's had a career since the late 70s. Now, in the late 70s, he wasn't that bad looking of a guy. Interesting colored eyes and the, the, the whole, you know, wasn't over, grossly overweight. And he had tricks. In porn, it was significant to have a trick. His trick was he could fillet himself. Many of you don't have a long enough porn memory to know that that was his original claim to fame. And then he became this funny jokester. He had a quick wit, sense of humor, and that but that ding. But then what happened is he aged out. So where it was funny to get this kind of cute guy who had a huge schlong kind of grabbing on you, then it would just be an old dude who stunk, was pretty cheap. And, and, and yeah, now it was called a hedgehog. But with McRapist, any of us, any of us in a situation, yeah, exactly, 1978, right? Any of us in that situation. I got arrested once for false information to a police officer and false impersonation. You know how many times they've had the occasion to arrest me for that again? Zero. Learned all I needed to know. Now, some of you might, who are listening very carefully might say, well, does that mean you never lied to a cop again? Hey, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I just didn't get caught for it. Now, and that's not a good example. I'm not saying that, that, that McRapist would be okay if he just didn't get busted for rape to get his name in the newspaper. But you got to understand. Look, let, let's assume. <laughs> no, I'm not Abe Lincoln. Well, what was more shocking about that is there are no Abe Lincolns in the whole state of California. In the whole state of California, the most populous state in America that there is nobody named Abraham Lincoln. Can you believe that? I don't know anybody named, I know plenty of Abrahams, but I know nobody named with the last name Lincoln. That's correct, 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 <laughs> correct. Now uh, on Care Don't Care, which we recorded today, which um, uh, runs tomorrow at noon, I said I would tell the Shaquille O'Neal penis story. So I know some people from Care Don't Care who don't listen to the show Stomper are waiting for it. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to wait. If any of you remember the Shaquille O'Neal penis story, if enough of you say you remember it, I probably won't do it just to punish them for never coming to show Stomper and just coming for that. Yeah, you may know a Shaq penis story, but do you know my Shaq penis story? That's the question. In any case, back to back to McAnal. Um, so, I, what what do you do with this guy? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a long and short of it. What do you do with this guy? He can't come back now. He can't come back now. He he he's shown himself to not be educable. I mean, you look at the rich people that you know and how they got away. Look at a Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, th that's a thing. This woman I know, okay, and this that's okay. So we're going to go for the shack. We'll take a digression to shack penis story. The woman I know meets him. They're going to dinner. Things are getting sexy, touchy, touchy. Um, they're gonna. Go, it's clear they're gonna have sex at night. And he's like, "Hey, um, I gotta tell you something." And she's like, "What?" So you know, you hear about big hands, big feet. You know, 
big guy, you know, and she goes, and she goes, yeah. She goes, well, he goes, well, you know, sometimes it's not true. And she goes, do you eat pussy? And he was like, like a champ. And she's like, fine, boom, we're in. And so naturally I had to say, well, you know, he's a big guy. Maybe it's just a perception thing. And she goes, is that, was that small? She goes, well, I did my test. What was your test? He sat him down in the chair and sat on him. And it, it you know, couldn't. That means, you know, I mean, I can't do Well, I'm not going to do the geometry for you. But, I, you know, I liked his answers. I liked his answers, and I liked his forthrightness. The guy can't have everything. Multi-billionaire, the guy never had a dark moment in his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, here. Yeah, major day, huh? friend of mine had sex with Matt Dillon. And she's telling me about it. Oh, he's such a nice guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so yeah, yeah. And he's got this huge fucking head. I got, you know, okay, that's, that's enough, but, you know. That's enough. And it wasn't, it wasn't actually the huge slong that bothered me. I was already souring on the story by he's so rich. That's my thing. That's when I started getting a little edgy. This one woman is telling me she's got a boyfriend. They have an open relationship, but the boyfriend hates it. He's like, it's angry. She, but he wants to know everything, but he hates it. Like, what do you mean? So he wants to know if the guy was handsome. And like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't bother me. She's telling me this. I'm identifying. He wants to know if the guy's dick was big. Like, I don't give a shit about that. She, she wants to know if the guy fucks him. I don't give a shit about that. She wants to know how much money the guy makes. And I got you, you, a lover unfaithful. <laughs> it was I was completely flipped. I was all down with this program until the money thing. I if Matt Dillon had a 12-inch dick, I didn't care. But when she started talking about how much money he had, I was like, oh, that guy. But you have to you have to tailor you, to now go back to this. You have to tailor your reality to reality. I mean Jeffrey Epstein, you Jeffrey Epstein, he you really understand the criminal lifestyle succeeds for one reason and one reason only. Tiger Woods, take note. McAnal, take note. This is not if I did it or if the shoes fit. But I want to give you a little helpful hints here. Criminal enterprises profit to the degree to the profit to the to the degree to which they make everybody rich. Why do you think he, Tiger Woods is a butt of jokes and Michael Jordan also cheap? But sort of what you uh, on the side largely kept his depredations private. You watch The Godfather, and he said, uh, you know, you watch The Godfather, and what does he say? He goes, you know, with all these judges in your pockets, you know, this wouldn't be the actions of a friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, let me tell you. There's a section in the Chris Rock routine where he tries to racialize it, and he goes, you know, how many of you people would, you know, how many of you white people in the audience would trade places with me? 
He goes, I'm rich and famous. You wouldn't trade places with me. I'm like, fuck, I wouldn't trade places with you. I would rather be me on any given day than Chris Rock all the time. This is animal brain. Animal brain stuff. The it. I never, ever looked at Chris Rock and go, man, I wish I was Chris Rock. Why? Because I looked at Chris Rock. Now, if somebody came down with a little magic wand and said, hey, you know, you need Billy D. Williams. I was like, well, it depends. What kind of plumbing equipment does he have? Because I'm pretty happy being Eugene Robinson. Broke or not, happy being Eugene Robinson. Like my mom was saying, she was worried about me with this whole Me Too thing. She was, you know, I just hope that you don't. I go, mom, 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 come on. I've been me a long time. You know, been me a long time. You know, and just like that period of time when I was going through getting my ass kicked a lot. What makes me palatable in the slightest is I had a similar period where I was just getting dumped like a savagely like a savage by and it was probably between eight when I was in college. And I, I defend every single woman that dumped me because there's no way looking at this guy with a mohawk with stolen sneakers and holes in his pants, Stanford or not, you think like, I'm hook up with dude here and live in his van? Nah, 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 nah. do that. All these women all came back to me subsequently. I'm like, whew, whoever saw this happening outside of everybody? We think I was going to live in that van forever? Anyway, McRapist, you, you, you have to, Epstein succeeded to the degree to which Epstein made everybody around him happy, whatever that entailed. Jimmy Seville escaped from this life, never having served a moment of punishment of a program for what he had done, child molesting and all. The... the and you look, you look at the, you look at the lattice work, the Christmas tree of people coming off of, off of Jeffrey Epstein. None of these people turned in there. None of these people said anything. Whether it was Trump or Bill Clinton or Dershowitz or Prince Andrew, nobody said anything because it was an Epstein party. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I was, I was um, in Cincinnati, right. And there's a certain point in time where I just start wearing a suit all the time, right? I, I realize, of course, that it was protective coloration. Guy in a suit, nobody sees you anymore. You just become a guy in a suit. And I went out to dinner with a friend of mine that night, and she had she was in and out of prison. So she had gone. She had become, you know, she had become. Uh, you know, like a friend of mine, uh, Carrero, let's just call him Carrero, he was always getting picked up by the cops. He was a junkie. Criminal possession, possession with intent to sell. And I was like, man, how could you? The same way when I got back from Europe and I went to the park with my kids and I go, where should they said, where should we meet you there? I go, I'll be over standing over there next to those French people. They were 100 yards away. How did I know they were French? I just looked at them. And I was like, how do I know? And I couldn't hear them. 
And I walked closer to them to see, and sure enough, they were French. The cops looked, they could tell that guy's a junkie. He's a junkie. So I'm walking, I got to drop my stuff off at the hotel, we're going to go out to, to eat. So I'm wearing the suit, and she's, you know, got the nails, and them, but, you know, we're just, we're friends. And we're walking into the hotel, and walking out of the hotel, I see another well-dressed African-American gentleman with two women. And they walk out, and the women and the guy look at me, and I was like, that's a pretty weird, significant look. Why would they? I go, oh, I got it. These are prostitutes. Those are the pimps. And, and they think I'm part of the crew. That <laughs> she's, she's one of my girls and I'm, you know. So so you got it. McRapist, you, if you, this leads me to believe that what he likes is getting caught because you've got to. You've got to, you've got to control the party. Rocco Sifridi, according to John Stagliano from Evil Angel Video, who when I was doing Skull Game, the porn company, not Skull Game, the fighter power company, um, said he's sending $300,000 a month at, at, its, at its height to Rocco Sifridi, who bought a castle in Romania and had a 24-hour party. Never had any money, spent it all. And he's still making porn, so he's still making money. He created an environment. Tommy Lee, a friend of mine, uh, 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 you've heard me talk about spitting image of, uh, it used to be spitting image of Pamela Lee. Actually ended up subsequently having sex with Tommy Lee. Says, yeah, we went over to the house, Tommy Land. That's not what she called it. That's what he calls it. You go to Disneyland, they have rules about what you can wear when you go to Disneyland. You can't just wear any old thing. Disneyland, you create an environment, the happiest place on the earth. If you are serious about your depredations, you accommodate them in a way that allows you to continue with them. If you have enough money to have a yacht, you have enough money to do this. If you choose not to do this, it is because you weren't there for another reason. I'm no psychologist, but I do have an armchair, which I'm sitting in. I'm, I'm, I'm posting up on that. Like the guys in NA, the guys in AA, the guys in SA, it's guilt they're addicted to. I say dudes addicted to getting caught. Doesn't need to fight again. And now at this point, I gotta say, he goes, yeah, the, the Baldwin says, I'm here if he wants to talk, if he wants to talk. Okay, all right, yeah, whatever. Let's talk. Dude's done. We got Nick Diaz back. Nick Diaz has got a few fights. Supposedly he's a few fights that you'd like to see him fight. <laughs> What we should do is get that cardboard cutout and then get the, cut the head off and then take the cardboard cutout of his face and wear it on our faces. Because we're going to have to have a different Halloween. There's not going to be any trick or treat because of COVID. And we could have an online Halloween party with all of us having, having a, 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 a kind of mega mask on. 
No, yeah, that's the thing. That his his refusal his refusal to vouchsafe his depredations is creating problems for him that it doesn't take three times to figure out how to solve. Keep in mind, keep in mind again the Christmas tree, the lattice work of shit that comes from that three times. That's three times he's got to try to explain to D, it wasn't me, it's them. That's three times hoping that she really believes that. There's three times squaring it with yourself, like, yeah, I don't give a shit if she does believe it. There's three times talking to your lawyer. What if she does believe it and leaves? How much am I into to this whole, you know? And at this point, everybody, like when I, when I met Bill Clinton for the first time, and I have to say, you know what? I saw the way women deal with him. And when people know that you have a problem, Get it. It's like going into a fight with a knee brace on. They're gonna they're gonna destroy that knee. People knew Bill Clinton had a problem and they went for it. So at this point now, I gotta sort of go with the ball run this. At this point now, whether they whatever the guy's situation, now like the Rollins thing, now he's you know, like the glitter glove, now he's drawn that kind of <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what role? I mean, keep in mind, keep in mind the complete we call combat sports a red light issue of sports. Keep in mind the shit that's happened, and then some people it's never happened to again. Mike, they caught up. Mike Tyson got caught up one time. Was it jail that cured him? No, it was understanding of human nature that cured him. One time, three, three, three. <laughs> and you expect us to believe it's not, it's not you, it's them. Get the fuck out of here with that. Anyway, UFC fight not 177. I don't have much to say. I think that Angela Hill, who I picked to win, played it close enough to the vest. That uh, that should, like that's gonna happen. Of course, when you see that style, the motto is uh, is actually the uh, one of the judges, uh, Sal D'Amato and Derek Cleary. Then you then forget it. You realize that you're gonna have to actually murder that person to 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 win the fight. That's that's that that's that. Well, I don't, at this point now, I don't I don't know that Connor is celebrated. Because I, don't, I can't, the nut jumpers are not coming out. Yeah, and I think the problem, I think the problem at, with getting taken down like that, and now she's angry and she's like, I guess I'll just like, she's pulling Nick Diaz. I guess I'll just lay on my problems for 20 minutes. The thing is, all you have to do, and I, it's, it's hard, I don't like to do it either. All you have to do once you get taken down is make a game try at not being controlled on the ground. That's it. Yeah, the 49, 46, get the, he was on some fucking masculine, masculine fuel vision quest. It was not, I mean, they should just, they should have a judge's camp because I want to watch what they're watching when I, when I should be watching the fight. You know, they're like, yeah, I'm a fucking guy over there, they're talking and they're over there. So, but it was close enough where, you know, you know, shit like that's going to happen. 
And and John Nash, I care, don't care. If you don't watch Care, Don't Care, I'll just tell you, he said something interesting. He goes, he thinks that the performative, the performative nature of Michelle Waterston's strikes actually won the day. They just looked flashy. They didn't do any more damage. The fight metrics clearly indicated that the that the fortune was on Angela Hill's side. But these looked better. They were, you know, look. But yeah, yeah, 49, 46 is madness. But I, I won the week on Care Don't Care. I was number one, back to my winning ways. And most of that hinged on uh, Kama Worthy and uh, uh, Abu Azaitar. Or is it, is it uh, uh, no, Azaitar, the Azaitar guy. And, and uh, you know, the spies in Germany said, Eugene, yeah, no, this is good money, good money. Unde the guy's undefeated for a reason, the Moroccan cat. 39 seconds, and I've seen holes in Common Worthy's game. 49 seconds, uh, 39, 39, 49 seconds in Common Worthy's, and he was protesting until they showed the video. And then they showed it in slow motion, and I was like, yeah, bro, that's six unanswered shots to the head, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, I haven't seen their faces afterwards. How is Waterston's face looking? I, I used to be a big fan of hers because surprise, they call it a karate hottie, but then surprisingly her, her ground stuff is pretty solid. Yeah, and and uh, Ed, the Ed Herman thing, uh, we, we got into a little kerfuffle on uh, dust up on the care, don't care today where I was going yeah, you know, Steph was like, "Yeah, hey, it's not as bad." And I was like, "Well, then, fine." She said, "Look, you can't. The guy found a loophole, went through the loophole. You'd be a fool to do otherwise." And I finally agreed. I was like, "Yeah, you know, you'd be a fool to do otherwise." But the reality of it is, um, they claw back things all the time. If either one of those guys had a dirty drug test that came to light today, they would nullify that win. They should nullify that win. The ref made a mistake. I don't need to suffer because the ref made a mistake. They gave they gave uh, they gave uh, Rodriguez a win bonus. Uh, the Baldwin gave him the win bonus, and it's complained about the horrible officiating. Okay, yeah. But I, I said I'm a grown adult now, which John contested, and I said never in my 58 years on the planet have I confused my testicles with my abdomen. Never, never. I've never made that. I've never had that problem. This is my rifle. This is my gun. Here are my testicles. This is my abdomen. And they show it several times when the people are in the cage and they're looking. And so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got it. You got it. You got to change. It's like if a ref makes a mistake, a ref makes a mistake. Nuts. That's what he said afterward. Christiane, nuts? Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I'm the Bellator thing. I'm Bellator. What else do I remember? So we got Kama, and I, and I took, like I said, uh, uh, Eubanks. <laughs> Fought like somebody stole something from her. I like that. I didn't pick Roxanne Mataferi for, for deeply personal uh, uh, regional reasons. That was a don't care. Bobby Green, I picked 
his response to the Iranian uh, Iranian wrestling guy getting ice was great. It was really human and and and, and nice. And you know the thing is, I uh, yeah, man, they don't they don't mess around. I, I didn't realize that the, the whoever there was some protest and the guy got killed. I uh, the the he was like it wasn't me who killed him. He got stabbed. It was a crowd of people, but somehow they decided to make the wrestler guy who happened to be on the street an example, and they hanged him last night. No joke. Or yesterday. I was friends with this guy Amir Tirani, who was a, a Iranian uh, a national national wrestling champ, and he escaped, left it all behind. Why? He left it all behind because he said, "You lose a match over there, they hold you down and beat your feet. They beat your feet." Yeah, I can't live there. I can't. Was doing floor coverings. I tried to get him a job as a wrestling coach. Couldn't get him a job as a wrestling coach here. They gave me the high hand at my kid's high school. <laughs> the guy's an Iranian national wrestling champ. Are you kidding me? So Bobby Green, Bobby Green looked great. I, I don't like the hands down thing. It's hands down, man down. I, I, I think, I mean, presumably what he's saying is, you think you're fast? You think you're good? My hands are down. I'll take it, and and it makes his makes his money off of counter counter punching. It makes his money off of counter punching, but at some point, what you're going to get is a surprise, and that surprise is some guy who's got fast hands and is good on the one. Yeah, she might get like Yeah. So, uh, Bobby, but Bobby, let's not get crazy. You know, Bobby Green beat Alan Patrick. Who? Alan Patrick. Who? Alan Patrick. Yeah, exactly. Guy who fought once in the last, what, year, two years? Come on. I'm glad I like Bobby Green. I'm glad Bobby Green won. I think it was a game matchup, but. I don't think he was close. I don't think it, Patrick was. And who's Patrick fighting next? Probably my nuts, which I don't confuse for my abdomen. And then there were some other fights on the card that I don't remember. That's it. I, I had I had five I had five fights. Uh, uh, Roosevelt Roberts had another change of opponent, unknown why. Uh, who I can't remember who he was fighting. And they, sometimes these cats are dropping out. I don't know if it's COVID or what. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you're running aggressive risk by having those hands down. And so, but you know, Bobby Green, he made he made a Lawler cy a cycle where he was great at first, and then when his brother was getting, <laughs> and I and I don't ever invite invite somebody to joke with my abdomen. Uh, and then his brother got shot. Maybe his second brother got shot. And then he was like one and six, but they let him stay there long enough. The guy fought his way back and is actually pretty gifted and fun to watch. Next week, I think the fights, I don't think I have, I think I've got like three cares on the card. Because, of course, the big one that everybody, that my mind is now focused on is on it. And I got my fingers in the air and I'm like 
paying to Israel and, uh, and Paul Acosta. And I have to say, I've seen more wrong in Costa's fights from Costa than I've seen wrong with Israel's fights with Israel. But I haven't made up my mind quite yet. But all of my energy, whatever's happening this weekend in the Baldwin Ones Contender Series, I'm not really paying attention to those. It's like Bellator level stuff. I, I, I got other things to do. I got other things to do. So, so, so we have reached the end of the show, and I don't know that I've come to any conclusions on, on the McRapist thing, other than he likes he like somebody said in the comments is you know it's like one of those horrible horrible relationships where I'll take any attention, negative or positive, and if that's what you're in the game for, man, you got you can't think of a better way to enjoy a hundred million dollars. You know, you know who, who I love and how he's enjoying his change of fortune? 50 Cent. Hey, he's got a couple of TV shows. He bought the vitamin water. Every now and then he does movies. You know, he does some music. Seems like he's having a good time. So you get the video where he's just, somebody catches him just walking out. He's with some woman on a date to go into the movies. Seems like he's having a good time not being in jail and not having nothing. But there's an unsettled thing happening with, with McRapist. And I think I think if people see this is the this is the worst thing about him being him, because if people who care about him are close to him should help him and they're not. Which I think maybe speaks to what's being a huff or drank or smoked. Certain ones give you a propensity for thinking that you can rule the world. Okay, okay. I take you out to hell. That's that was my Al Pacino Scarface imitation. So I I, I don't know what to tell you, but he's got to be look. There's a big difference between a Greg Hardy and a, a McRapist at this point. Javier can try to gin it up any way he wants, but they're more interesting fights for Khabib. They're more interesting fights for anybody. Than, than legitimizing Conor McRapist. Dude needs to fix himself. And if it sounds amazing, if I sound strangely, weirdly sympathetic to him, that's not what's happening. I feel sympathetic for us. Not the nut jumpers. Not the apologists. Not the equivocators, but us, who it's like, when I saw that headline, the first thing I was like, oh, man. Yeah, Nick Diaz is that. Nick Diaz, I would, I would pay. I, I would actually not steal a fight between Nick and uh, Masvidal. That, 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 that would work for me. That would work for me. Nick and, you know, Justin Gaethje. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, this is a gross misunderstanding of power. Gross misunderstanding of power because you got to make everybody rich. Otherwise, you're going to be standing in that. Like the, look at the photograph of him. Look at the photograph of him with D and with the kid on the yacht and then the photograph of him after he was arrested. 
These are the faces of a man who is unsettled. And that's the kindest word I can think to use in this instance. But I don't feel, I feel sorry for the, for the women involved and I feel sorry for us because it's a, it's a, it's a dissonance. If you savagely beat a dog every time that dog, you left your plate for half a second and that dog got on the table and got your food, at a certain point, you start feeling bad that you had to savagely beat that dog because you knew there was something deeply, fundamentally wrong with the dog who was not embracing the lessons learned. And that's where I am right now with Nicolaitis. Like if I'm in Brooklyn, where I am is a place that's called, what's the matter with you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there you go, idiota. Oh, man, 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 man. Anyway, that's 131 I am your host, Eugene S. Robson. Thank you for listening. We got on Monday afternoon, got Care Don't Care. Uh, fi- they say they're finally going to run my Starsky Peach. Peace. If you follow me at Twitter, it's at Eugene S. Robinson Twitter. Some of you already do. I'll send it to you. Um, uh, uh, I'll tweet it out. Um, <laughs> some of you, you know, I, <laughs> what can I say? What, what, can, what can I tell you? I've been behind on everything with all my Aussie stuff uh, just because I'm behind. But this week, I'm going to work on your piece, Genghis. I'm going to work on Stanton LaVey's piece. My sister's got a piece on Mark Allen Stamati. I'm going to get it done this week. I've been catching up. I've been catching up on stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're late, Walker, but you're not as late as Archie. Archie didn't even make the show. <laughs> oh, hey, man. Oh, put me on the guest list? Yeah. When do you guys play? Played already? Ah, I'll get you next time. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, got, you guys got to You got lives. You got lives. You got to live lives. So uh, uh, Monday afternoon, care, don't care. Uh, you got the penis story. People will ask in the comments. If somebody wanders in from care, don't care, ask them where it is. Give them the timestamp. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have. The, I know. I know, man. I know. Uh, I don't have the timestamp or the patience to do the timestamp. Um, and then uh, what else? And then Tuesday night, we got uh, 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 Alexi's electricity is back up. His Wi-Fi is back up. We got if the if I did it. Is that it? If the shoes fit. No, it's if the shoes fit. We killed I, if I did it. And then I got something that I'd like to talk to you about, um, but I, I'm not really ready quite yet. Uh, I'm going to do a celebrity interview show. Uh, and I'm going to call it uh, Stars on Fire. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you more about it later. I don't want to be pop-off, mess-up, man, talk about it before I've actually got it really planned. But I'll tell you about it. It'll be a video show. I think you'll, I think you'll love it. Uh, I, I, I think I think you'll love it. Anyway, that's it. You know, go back to the commercials at the beginning if you forgot. If you want to leave a few pennies, I appreciate it. Try to survive until next Sunday. Next fight, next fight, next Saturday is kind of a dog. We'll talk a little bit about it. But I'm interested to see what happens with McCain all this week. Um, and I'm predicting that uh, he will now pay for the machinery to clean this up. But that money is poorly spent. You'd be better off spending that money pre-facto, not post-facto. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Look what you made me do! Ah, the kids awake. I can scream. Ah.